All right. Fucking hot as Satan's ball bag outside. Just got done, me and Jeff on the road. Just got done uh, confirming our dope up here at Frontline Defense. Jeff's dasher was hit, hitting a little high. So we fixed that. My dasher was money. I think I shot, I, I waterlined fucking everything with my dasher. And then my, I got my six Creedmoor and my AI out for a little backup rifle. And yes, sir, you hear that. Um, yeah, I haven't trued it. I got that tuner, uh, the adaptive tuning system from Aaron Hip on there. And uh, I haven't shot it past 500. And it was funny. It was like I, it, the same lot of ammo from my last match where my dope was when I shot the Creedmoor and the dope was money. And then put the uh, tuner on, re-zeroed it, shooting tiny little dasher-sized groups with factory ammo. Then waterline five, waterline six, and then fucking 800. I was like, goddamn half a mil high. I was like, hold on. I went to 850, half a mil high. So I went into my Hornady Kestrel and uh, bumped the uh, axial form factor down to 0 0.90, the lowest it'll go, and was spot on, waterlined everything out from there. Everything was good. So if something happens with the damn dasher, six Creedmoor is gonna is gonna do me do me well, do me fine. So I'm good with that. So uh, got Jeffrey here. Got my my numero uno amigo here with me. Jeff, want to say hi to everybody? What's up? So uh, we're riding around in his uh, his truck, headed up to Virginia to the Pig River match, and. Um, the forecast past like week, which you know them dumbass motherfucking weathermen can't get shit right. They can't get the weather right for the next day, but it's been saying like thunderstorms Saturday and Sunday up there in uh, Rocky Mount, Virginia, and I was like, fuck. Well, you know what they say. Yes, the only job you can be wrong 100% of the time is still keep your fucking job. That's no, what they that's say. that's the second job. First job is a, is a, uh, what the hell is them, them things called, um, Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> well, a uh, politician, yeah, a uh, horoscope reader. Oh, oh, yeah, the fucking uh, they psychics. Just, yeah, psychic. They can just lie. Yeah, well, they're good at their job because their job is to find dumbass motherfuckers and and make them believe something. They know they're wrong. But a legit job you go to school for, get a degree, and go get. I mean, as long as I could literally be a weatherman, you got a fifty percent chance of rain every day. It's going to be somewhere <laughs> between fifty and a hundred. <laughs> yes, but um, now, but now they got the weather, you know, for tomorrow and Sunday, eighty-eight, fucking sunny as shit, and eighty-two on Sunday, sunny, no clouds. So it's going to be hot as two squirrels fucking in a wool sock. I'd rather be fishing. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty jealous. Our 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 third numero uno amigo, CL, he's down at the beach right now. He's fishing the Big Rock tournament, which, I mean, is, am I right by saying it's the biggest fishing tournament on the East Coast? It's one on the East Coast. It's the biggest blue marlin tournament on the East Coast. Right. Not so, in the world, but. Right, right, on the got, East Coast. And when you got boats coming from fucking every, everywhere to fish this tournament. 
Bahamas, Mexico, all, all over. Right. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. It, what's more, it, there's definitely more stress at the fucking Big Rock than it is, I mean, even shooting like the PRS finale. Oh, way, 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 more way more fucking stress. You I got mean, way more things that can go wrong, and you're you're I mean, you're playing for, you're fishing for a million and a half dollars. And it's a ten thousand dollar buy-in. No, twenty-five thousand. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five grand 25 on the line, just for the entry fee. Just to fucking fish the goddamn thing. And you figure you're burning anywhere from four hundred to eight hundred gallons of fuel a day, maybe more. Paying your mates. Ice but makes five hundred bucks a day. Yep, you're gonna get a couple hundred bucks in ice. So uh, yeah, I mean everyday fishing, you're gonna have twenty five to three grand, four grand tied up in each day of fishing. So yeah, it, it's yeah. Fuck a PRS finale. That's that's damn playing Uno stress level compared to fishing the Big Rock. And I tell you what, if I could be on anybody's boat in this tournament. It would be C.L. Upton's boat. I mean, honestly, that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I well, I don't know none of better. I mean, he's. I mean, if I could be on any boat, it would probably be one of those like the Unamas or. No, no, no. I don't mean the boat. I'm talking about well, who's, who's captaining it. I'm talking about who's captaining uh, the boat. Oh, well, that's a different subject. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't give a fuck about what boat. Shit, I'd love to be on your boat. On that ninety-footer. Oh yeah, I'm talking. Shit, I'll go out there on your boat and fucking fish as long as you know CL's at the damn is, is calling the well, damn shot. So yeah. that I mean, your boat is nothing to fucking scoff at. It's but a goddamn weather, half million dollar boat. With the weather we've had the last three or four days, I'd want to be on that ninety-footer. Yeah, I mean that's true. But I'm, you know, as far as under the guide, guidance and direction of of who it would be. CL. Oh, absolutely. So, tell everybody about your fishing the other, what was it, Tuesday? Monday? Yeah, so Tuesday. Wait, 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 before you go further. Yeah, we got to give a little back, yeah. just a little backstory here. So, CL is the, a captain, he's a new captain of this boat. Yeah, okay? so, so CL's been captain for years now. And he got on position with this boat about three months ago. And it's taken three months to get the boat. Fishable. Capable of going fishing. This boat has not been fished since the Big Rock last, last year. year. When it was docked, it was docked, and that's it. It's right. not been out since. Right. So, y'all, y'all keep all it. So, CL will tell you that day was 80% make sure this motherfucker is going to gonna float and, and get us where we want to go and get us back and be fishable. Yeah. 20% was fishing. So, so I went down with them the day, a couple days before we got the boat ready. And literally, our goal for that day, I was mating for him, and uh, our goal was to go out to the Big Rock, which is an actual physical location, right? and make it back with no headaches and no, no problem. mechanical failures. That was our goal. If we caught some fish, we caught some fish, that was going to be a bonus. So, we get up, we go down there and stay, and get, I, I spend couple hours the day before getting all the baits prepped getting all the baits ready making sure they look good and uh we get out there and find a little change right off the get-go and uh we put some dolphin in the boat put a black fin in the boat a couple hours go by and we ain't really doing a whole lot and the captain says let's we're gonna push on out to the deep switch out to switch out some of the rigs for some some big rigs um 
which is essentially just look for a big boy. Yeah, we're gonna go out and look for a blue, or at least see if one happens. There was a lot seen that day, and we had gone across a little skim line, and the water color changed to a little like a brilliant blue color. And so that's one thing for people who don't know. This is the things that I've learned too. That that's what you're looking for. It's not something in particular as much as it is something that does change. It's something different. Something different, and you yeah. can see it. Something visibly different, whether it be the current, uh, whether it be color change, whether it be you know anything like that. You know, a bait, a bait slick, or anything like that. Those are the things that you're looking for. And when he says, you know, they they got on a change, uh, the the water changed, and that's something that that you can target. Because fish, fish will be there. Well, we crossed this change, and uh, maybe a hundred yards past the change, where there was another little weed line, and I had just picked off two dolphin off that weed line. Just got the lines back out in the water, and we were kind of moving on, and and CL yells out long, right long, which is the right long rigger. And uh, there, it looks like a bomb has gone off <laughs> under this bait. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that 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 was a blue. There ain't many so, fish in the fucking water going to do it was shit either, like that. It was either a blue marlin or it was a big tuna. Or it was a grenade, one or the yeah, other. I mean, yeah. Um. So we, uh, I grabbed a rod and I start dropping back and. Uh, trying to see if the fish is still there trying to get it entice it to bite and i look over and sure enough here she comes right in the middle of the spread coming back to the bait and uh she tries to eat it i'm, I'm trying to i'm keeping it from her a little bit but at the same time i'm trying to get her to to eat it and when she comes in her the third time she gets it and i i let her i let her spool out couple hundred yards of drag and, and I mean it, it and then let her hold it well the rod has 300 yards of top shot which is 80 pound mono that 300 yards of top shot was gone in like six seconds before we could even start clearing rods top shot was gone and we're into the back end on the braid and uh, let me tell you if you've never experienced that that is the greatest adrenaline rush that I've experienced. Um, I've fished a long time, but I've never caught a blue, and that was that was fun. I mean, that was it was exciting. Yeah, but, I mean, I can, look when they sent me the picture in the video when I got back when they got back in self signal, my pants immediately got tighter. Like I had pitched a tent like a fucking schoolboy, his first time going to a damn strip club. It, that the, the first of all, the water was as fucking deep blue. It looks like someone photoshopped it. It was so fucking gorgeous. Oh, it, on top, yeah, top of it, sunshine, bluebird skies, picture from above. CL took the picture from the crow's nest, and looking down on Jeff and Mike, who's the boat boat owner. Now it's the first marlin ever caught on that fucking boat and by, the, by this owner by this owner yep. yeah so the, the owner before him had but uh when he bought it he hadn't caught he hadn't caught anything yet uh, like that well it was what 450 to 470 
is 450 to 500 pound fish um real thick i mean it was it was one you want to dry off day one of the fucking tournament oh i, know I, that. I, I can promise you this if hills and reels goes out monday and they hook that fish and there's not two or three other fish already on the sweat actually if there's not already two or three fish been weighed over 600 pounds that fish would have gotten killed and that fish would be going to the scales yep um because you never know yeah. I mean, it could literally not be another fish caught all week. It's happened. Yeah. That, look, not every... Just because the tournament is on day X does not mean the fish are going to cooperate on day X or week X. So it's a week long, basically. And it's... Uh, you know, sometimes the pickings are fucking slim as shit. And you don't have a say-so whether those fish... You know, you could have twice as many boats out there and still catch the same number of fish total because sometimes they're just not there. Sometimes they're just not biting. Sometimes the water's too rough. Sometimes it just don't work the fuck out. Well, then there's other times that records get fucking blown out of the goddamn water. I think that's going to be this year. Yeah, that, and I, let's hope, man. And I'm telling you, it's, uh, I, I am, I've got, I've sent all of my good luck juju to CL because fuck this damn match. I'd rather just eat an entire 55-gallon drum of dick and CL do well at this tournament rather than, you know, the other way around. Um, it's, a, it's a big it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's fucking huge. It's televised. I mean, the weigh-ins and it's uh, normally without this bullshit COVID-19 shit, it is a fucking party down there at the Beaufort waterfront. Oh, yeah. Not even, I mean, and being someone that has competed in the tournament before, even the after parties and all that stuff that they have during the week, or, I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's an awesome time. It's the Super Bowl of East Coast fishing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the soup, it is the fucking Super Bowl. And, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty damn amazing. And you talk about a million and a half dollar prize, uh, um, ta- you know, prize table purse. That's uh, that's that's nothing to scoff at. That's not peanuts. That's a whole. That's a grip. Yeah, I think last year the largest dolphin pot had gotten up to like three hundred and fifty thousand. Biggest dolphin. And see, my dumbass. That's what I would try to. I would try to go for that. Well, like, that's actually what we fish for. The years that I have fished it, we would go out and try to catch a marlin, but um, we were out there trying to catch a big dolphin is what we were trying to catch. Because, I mean, that if I can win that, I mean, I'm happy with just winning that prize. Fucking shit. Goddamn. But, I'm, I'm taking the rest of the year off. Like, David is hunting, fishing, jerking my dick. I'm not working at all for the rest of the fucking year. Period. I'm going to go somewhere tropical. I'm going to get shit-faced on a beach and pill money and touch pitches. No, you're going to spend all that money back in your boat because, let's face it, offshore fishing is it's expensive. Not, yeah, that's, that's, it, it is. It's <laughs> something that I want nothing to do with other than paying you gas money to go on your fucking boat. You think you think PRS shooting is expensive? No, it ain't. Go spend, spend a, I can take you down there and spend a week prepping baits and getting stuff ready for uh, offshore fishing and 
it, look at that. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Every five seconds you're spending oh, a grand. I mean, it, it's. I mean, look, I'm not comparing this to offshore fishing, but when I raced motorcycles, that made PRS look fucking like, you know, ping, ping pong. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, as far as money invested goes. Well, and I've I mean, towed my bike out two or three times racing and a rebuild of a brand new motorcycle. I mean, it don't get cheap. And then track, you know, everything involved with it is expensive. But offshore fishing is like literally, it is literally one of the most expensive hobbies other than maybe like NASCAR. It's, it's one yeah. of the most expensive hobbies you can do. The boat itself is step one. And, you know, these offshore boat people that are out there seriously doing it, they're not, you know, spending 60, 70, 80, even 100 grand on a boat. These bam is 100 grand pays you the fucking motors. Maybe. If that, right. Yeah, depends on what boat. Right, exactly. I mean, it's, that's just, that's, so 100 grand is, is blown in a blink of an eye. That'd replace my motors. Right, exactly. It, it, and it's. Motors and seals boat? Mm, oh, yeah, well, those are. It's like. 250 grand for their motors in that boat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. speaking of which, I just put the down payment and ordered me a new boat. It's the first boat I've had since 20, when did I sell? 2016? 2017? Yeah. 2017. I sold my boat in 2017, and I said, fuck it, I don't want another fucking boat for a long time. Well, I just bought a new one. So I, just, I bought a uh, 2021 Carolina Skiff Ultra Elite 24. It's a 24 foot boat with a Suzuki 200 SS motor. It's gonna be, I picked that boat not because it's such a badass boat. I mean, it's cool, it's, it's badass, but not badass in the sense of a dedicated fishing boat. Um, it's V-Hull, it's not, it's not a flat bottom skiff. Um, but it's, it's like a perfect hybrid boat between family, fun, and fishing. Really, the only reason I bought the fucking boat was my wife. Courtney wanted another boat. She grew up on a boat. I've had three boats. Oh, you know what it's like. Yeah, I, I know. Happy, happy wife, wife, happy life. life. Yeah, that's right. So she, she was pushing. She wasn't like, David, we're going to buy a boat. She was like planting the fucking seeds. See, women are so, women are but so hey, much smarter that, than men. There's nothing wrong with that because... You got a boat. Now, I know. I know that. But, I mean, that's damn $60,000 just... Oh, it sucks. I mean, it's gone. It sucks. But, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the most of it. That's for fucking sure. Uh, we're going to have fun. It is a... Go check it out. Y'all want to see what it looks like. Just... I got it. It's the solid gray. You can do, like, a two-tone where it's, like, got color on the side of the hull and then white bottom. I did a solid gray. It's, like, a sniper gray, light gray color black powder coated t-top hard top speakers painted match uh the the actual hard top is painted to match the boat um the whole bow when you I mean you can take the cushions out but when you get the cushions in the whole bow is a giant fucking couch the stern the the deck on the back of the stern is big as shit um and it's a uh, big i was looking for a 21 foot boat and i was like you know that would be fine for just fishing but if i'm taking a tube if I'm taking skis and five or six people with coolers full of beer, I'm gonna want more room than that 21's got to offer. So I stepped up to the 24 and spent more money than I originally intended, which that's kind of how it always goes. 
Um, you can never have too much room in a boat. I agree. No, that is 100%. You can't be like, man, this boat's just too big on the inside. You, you'll find no. you'll find a way to fill it up. I mean, it's just the way it is. You'll find a way to utilize that room. And I'm glad I'm glad I did it. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I won't get it till probably like around the 4th of July. Um, that's when it'll get delivered because it's a 2021. They're building it right now. Um, but it's it's going to be fun. But I'm, I'm going to stay away from, I mean, we might take it out something like 15 miles out. Maybe go chase some dolphin or something yeah. on it. We'll take all your rods and reels and shit. But we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll go chase some dolphin in it or maybe some blackfin. I'd love me to catch some blackfin tuna in that shit. Yeah. Um, the yellows ain't, that's too far. I ain't, I ain't chasing them yellow fins well, in my you're, boat. You're going to be doing a yellow fin, black fin in the same spot. Well, I, that would be awesome because that's my favorite one to eat is that damn yellow fin tuna. I, would, I mean, you pick your day, I wouldn't have a problem taking that boat out 30 miles offshore. Yeah. You, it, 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 needs, hey, it needs to be a day like when we went out with Josh. We took Josh yeah. out because that day was fucking money. I mean, I've run my boat 45 miles and I've just got a flat hold skiff. I mean... If you, it's all in, if you got confidence in your gear and your equipment. And, well, and knowing what the weather forecast is. Yeah. I mean, I mean you just, you got to be, you got to have confidence in your equipment to, to be able to do something like that. Yeah. But the, I, I, the, most of the boat's life is going to be carrying the youngin and the wife around. But as far as fishing goes, is I love drum fishing. Big old drum. That's North Carolina State fish, the red drum. And, when they come through in the fall, they're big as fuck. They're they're on their way up, and they come down. They come up through the Gulf Stream, around Florida, all the way up the East Coast, and end up coming up into the rivers. Um, and they're they're on their way up, and uh, they're I mean fifty well, they to sixty. Right, yeah. They spawn there, and they're on their way up north, and they're fifty sixty five inches. I mean, they're, and they hit, so basically, think of this, take, think of taking your rod, and then standing beside a train track, and then as the train goes by with all the cars, you just take your big hook, and you just cast it right at one of those cars, and when it catches on, just, it goes nothing but scream, that's what it's like when you're drum fishing out there, relative to the body of water you're in, there's no fight other than a tarpon. There's no fight equivalent in that body of water no. to a drum. They are, you get you get one person to catch five or six of them, they're fucking toast. Their muscles filled up with lactic acid, they're burnt out. They're like, I don't want to touch another fucking rod. Like, my arms are jello. I don't want it anymore. And it, that happens on a good day of fishing. That happens every time you go because if you're in them thick, I mean, you get one rod going, you're going to have all five or six rods going. And that's because they school. They, they swim in schools, and it, they're tight as well. So they'll go in. You get one rod going. It's very rare that that's the only rod that goes. It's they all going. Everybody on everybody on board the boat is all fighting to fish, trying not to cross lines, trying not to get tangled up, trying not to break each other off. Somebody's got to grab a fucking net. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's chaotic, but it's so much fun. And it's right there, uh, what do you say, 40-minute boat ride from my house at the river? Uh, probably 40, house, 40 yeah. an hour, 40 or an hour. From the closest ramp to get out there, you're looking at like a 15, 20-minute boat ride. Right, yeah. So, you know, it's that, that to me is more, I know that fishing, 
and also more even more inshore fishing like puppy drum trout flounder i i know that's it's just like fucking bass fishing so and this boat is going to be perfect for all of those things and i i was looking at jeff had really turned me on to a custom boat um it's called bear uh, pear marine and it is more of a deep hull that's meant for someone who's spending a lot more time at the beach uh fishing further out and fishing that i'm I don't have a have the tackle for b don't have the knowledge to do and be successful unless i had a horseshoe in my ass that day it's a it's a rougher water boat right and and i was i was just about dead sold on it but i was had i was jeff i was in the shower and i was like what the fuck am i doing who am i kidding i'm not going to utilize that boat in that manner why am i going to go buy even though it is the better boat it is definitely the better boat Put this way, the 21 foot of that boat costs the same as the 24 foot of the boat I just bought. But yeah. the boat that I just bought is more boat, it's bigger, more real estate, and it lends itself more useful for the type of fishing that David is more familiar with and what I will do more of. And so if I will get a wild hair, say, hey, Jeff, so yeah, let's go fucking, let's go 20 miles out tomorrow and we, we, can, we can do it. You know, we can do it. It's just, I'm. how rare is that? That's going to be rare. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be the norm of what that boat does. But anyway, we gave everybody just a little little heads up on what's going on in the fishing world. As, as excited as we are about this match, I mean, I'm excited about it. We've been cooped up with COVID-19 bullshit for all year. We've shot one match this year. You shot one or two? Shot one. I've shot one. Yeah, yeah me I've too. I've shot the front, the, line the front line match and february and then this covid 19 bullshit happened yeah so obviously jeff we don't shoot without being in the same squad i mean it just is so we we've shot the same match he was there to witness my fucking uh clinic that i put on of how to suck a large cock with a precision rifle in your hand um at my last match but uh we um we are each other's support system this is good to have uh, you know, in the shooting world, and if you're a person that's just getting into it, just go to a match. I'm telling you, the the I've said it before. If you list episode like one, or episode three, or the prep the before that last match, the, uh, that match, I, uh, that podcast that I recorded, I talked about this a lot. If you don't have friends, like personal friends, that do this with you, you will make them in this game you go into a match don't know a soul i went to my first match did not know nobody from shit and i actually met jeff there and um but come to find out this is how small the world is so i met jeff at this match i didn't know jeff from adam's fucking dog okay well we talked for, we talked for a little bit. He's like, hey, man, I got some private land. I'm out there near Washington, out in Blunt's Creek. Um, I was like, oh, cool. I'm in Greenville, whatever. He said, you should come shoot me sometime. We didn't really talk really much after that. Saw each other another match. We got we got to talking a little bit more. Come to find out, Jeff's mom and dad have known my mom and dad. Our parents have known each other since me and Jeff were shitting green. Like, they did Amway. If you don't know what that is, let's, no, we're not going to get into yeah, that. We're not into it's that. a fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah. But they knew each other from that like 30-some years ago. And 
it, it's amazing now in you know jeff i've cl i've known my damn near my entire fucking life um but jeff and i have become i mean they're, they're my best friends him and him and cl are my best friends well i met jeff through fucking shooting even though our parents had that connection, if it weren't for shooting, I'd never know this motherfucker over here existed. So that's the point that, I mean, it took a while. We were really good friends before we even found that out about our parents, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we had already become close before we found that out. But I mean, in the, the very first match that I shot, which was a Guardian, which was the weekend before I got married, yeah. Uh, Good luck doing that, getting yeah. married. <laughs> and I got I got to go shoot the weekend before I was getting married, and uh, I met, that's where I met Eric and Alan Burrell. Our Virginia brothers up yep. there. And uh, they're the they're the long-distance part of the crew. And, I mean, they're shooting a match with us this weekend, and, I mean, I I still talk, I've talked to Eric at least once or twice a week. Right. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, it's, yeah, we all shoot, we all shoot together. Um, try to squad together, and you don't have to do that, but it's good when it when you have that. It, I mean, it makes the match fun. I know this. I, I mean, I wish CL was here with us, but I'd rather be on the boat with him, honestly. But uh, I, no matter how I shoot this weekend, I'm gonna have an absolute fucking blast. I'm gonna have fun because why? I'm with the people I care about. I'm with my friends. I'm with my best friend here, and Eric and Alan, two brothers. They are. A motherfucking hoot. Those guys are hilarious. You get two IPAs in both of them. Oh, God. And it, the party starts. And yeah. we have, and they're both really good shooters. Um, we have such a good time. You know, it it, it makes the, the experience of a match, no matter how you perform, obviously you want everybody to shoot well. You'd love to shoot your best every time, but those don't happen. That's not reality. But even when I shoot bad, like at the pick pick this this match last year, I shot well. My mental game, my head was not in the right space. As far as pulling a trigger and hitting a target, I did great. It was the wrong fucking target because there's two targets at every target location. And my dyslexic, retarded, ADHD ass was hitting the wrong target, drilling a fucking hole on the wrong ones every time. But so I placed like what's fucking 70th out of 100 and. Yeah, 20, 130 shooters, something like that. It was bad. Horrible. Fucking horrible. But I had an absolute blast. Why? Because I was with my friends. I was with the people I care about. So if you're the person listening to this and you're the new shooter, you shot one or two matches or no matches, you're waiting to shoot your first match, this is just as much what makes it worth it as shooting the actual shooting portion of it. So finding those friends, building these relationships, and then gr- growing those relationships, because I know I know what's going to happen this weekend, which I've already got it. My, my, my mental game, I, I think I'm going to have it on lock this week. I'm feeling it. I'm knocking on wood, see if I can find any in here. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm going to, I'm feeling good, but I know Jeffrey over here is going to, you know, have a foot in my ass making sure I've got the right dope written down on my fucking data card that my scope is dialed where it needs to be that i know that the the target sequence or the position sequence because i did that i almost cleaned the fucking uh barricade stage last year at this match i skipped the third position and then all the hits after that didn't count so i got like a fucking four on it 
when I, I think I dropped one shot. Yeah, I dropped one shot. Yeah. And then I had a, I had an extra two rounds in the mag. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I know. <laughs> Where did those extra two rounds come from? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, dude, you skipped the whole position. And so all those don't count. I was like, God damn it. I can't win for fucking losing, man. Shit. So I am my own worst enemy. And I think, honestly, from doing this podcast and the, the feedback I've gotten from folks, I feel like I am nowhere in the ballpark of the only one dealing with this shit. Because people are like, man, I deal with the same thing. So I get mess, private messages, comments in the comment section, shit on Instagram or Facebook, text messages telling me that, like, man, I'm glad, I love that episode because that you just described me and I really related to that, which I'm, I'm glad that I can relate that, you know, that we can relate together and hopefully come up with this shit to just come out of the better shooters, everybody, my, especially myself. Well, I did the same thing. I mean, and I and I know exactly why I did it. When I think back on it, barricade stage. This is this um, is the Pig River. This was this match last year. Yeah, this is Pig River last year. Getting the barricade stage, and uh, the first this I think we shot the barricade stage on day two. The first first stage of the day. That was yeah, day, day, two. day two, first stage so of the day. Day one, I had massive problems. Um, Brass hanging up in my chamber. Couldn't figure out why. Thought, had, thought I had a carbon ring. We spent all night trying to get the carbon ring out. And then we and, figured out why. Then I, then I figured out that my markers that I had changed for marking my brass was actually a, a lacquer-based marker. <laughs> and I was laying a coat of lacquer inside my chamber. And about every five or six shots, it would build up enough that the next firing would hang in there. Yeah, so he would pull the bolt back, and there's a stuck fucking case. Yeah. Boom, stage over with. You're done. Stage you know over I mean? with. So once I got all that fixed, never had a problem with it since. But we get there that morning, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get up there. I'm looking at target. But I failed to do the most vital thing, I think, in this thing that you should be doing. I did not get behind my binos and look at the targets locate those targets initially figure out where they're at and then and then get up there and shoot them yeah so this is a prs skill stage barricade so it's standard yeah it's just it's, it's 400, 400 fucking 400 yards yard 10 inch plate problem was is there was a 500 yard target directly in front of the barricade that was twice as big and just as pretty sitting out there and that's the target i jumped right on Missed and, the first one low a little bit and then started walk, smacking him. I, I, walked and walked right <laughs> I was like, I don't know why it's taking an extra half a mil to hit this target, but I'm eating her up now. Yeah, right. And then finally the R was like, hey, dude, dude, you're on the wrong target. Like four hits in, I'm, I'm you're on the wrong target. I'm like, God where the damn. Fuck is that target at? What do you mean I'm on the wrong target? It's over there on that hill. Right. Like, right. damn. And so you know, as his buddy sitting behind him, I'm like, Jeff! I wanted to be like, Jeff, fuck a target. You know, wanted to say something, but, you know, you get fucking, the RO needs to be one to say wrong target. Yeah. You don't, as a shooter, it, no matter how bad you want to, you don't get involved with that because you both can get DQ for that shit. That's I mean, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, as much as it, it is a go there, have fun, be social and stuff like that, it, um, I got my checklist now. Yeah get to the stage 
acquire your targets. Figure out where they're at. Look at them. Look at where you're going to be shooting from, and if there's other targets around, figure out, all right, are, are they circles, are they squares, are they diamonds, are they different? I mean, I, I, once you identify the target, you get up there and you execute your plan shooting them, and it, uh, typically works out at that point works out yeah yeah i mean you you've done your due diligence at that point so if it don't work out then you've got there's another factor in there that's not necessarily a a mental factor at that point um man these sierra nevadas are going down fucking good as shit um yeah i think so aren't they they're the fucking yeah the the hazy little thing hazy little thing they're good as fuck man i don't ever get these these are good so road beers um I'm, I will call, I'm gonna call them frescas because the tops of them look like frescas. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm gonna call them is frescas because I got we got them in our koozies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hell, I had I called up David the other day and I was like, "Do you remember what my load was?" Because <laughs> I hadn't. I mean, I hadn't even loaded around. I had no ammo loaded for my my impact dasher, um, and this is the first match I've shot with it. We were supposed to shoot war. They got and rescheduled I just, because I, I hadn't even loaded ammo for that match because uh, it got canceled like a week. It's week easily a today at we just got done. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we just got done truing up um, and uh, and validating dope. And good thing we fucking did, both of us. Well, my, oh, my, uh, my, definitely my, me. Yeah, you. My backup gun would have been way off. But. I was I was four tenths high at six hundred yards, and I'm like, well, that's not right. Right. I so mean, this same load I've been shooting for two barrels, and then CL shoots the same load. Yeah, right. So, but this is the today was the first time you pulled a trigger since two months ago. When we were since out February. there. Yeah, well, it, you'll, no, you'll, yeah, since we went and set up stuff in my range. Uh, right. At Pactolus Precision. Um, right. So what we did that day, we started off the day that that day at Pactolus. We. Um, Start out the day, I had some, some shooting to do, verifying. Now, if you recall, on I forgot what podcast, I mentioned how with the Alpha Dasher Brass, at 500, this motherfucker, uh, at 500, 600 oh, yards, oh, well, of course, go figure. Uh, I was you know shooting tiny little groups of that, but at distance, I don't know if it was the brass, I don't know if it was the Mirage that day, but I would hit three center impacts at a thousand, and then one would go half mil high. I'm gonna call Mirage on that. It may have been. It may have been. I, and I don't want to blame the brass because I didn't. I didn't go back. That was it. Like I went yeah. and ordered a bunch of fucking Lapula brass that night. In your mind, it was a brass, and that right. It, it so, was a wrap, man. Right. And so, sometimes, hey. I mean, it could have been neck tension. Regardless who knows? Of if it was brass or not, in your mind, you had... That was a problem. Brass was the issue, and in staying with that brass, it was always going to be an issue. It's going to be in the back of my head, at least. So, right. in those situations, you're better off change it and... Something up. Yep, change something up. And in your mind, you've, you've corrected it. Right. Whether you did or not. Kind of like Tin Cup. Remember when he got the yips exactly. in the movie Tin Cup? Yeah. He turned his fucking hat backwards and put his, took Change his shoe off. Change one pocket. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that Quite like a duck. Yeah, exactly. There's shit like that that's real. I mean, in, as far as how it affects you as a as a person trying to achieve a goal, whether it be golf or 
shooting or anything else. Well, so we shot a little bit that morning, and then we put in some work. We put in some work out there. He had just paid for the guy to come out there and fucking waylay on the fucking trees out there and cre- basically created the range. Yep. And we were going to go do some prop building, and we did. We had the stuff for the rooftop. We didn't go back. We didn't concrete them in. We didn't. Yeah, we hadn't concreted the rooftop. Right. Or put the poles up yet. Right. So we did. Uh, we, we did, did some four by fours that we concreted in to where you're basically going to be shooting off the tops of four by fours. Yep. Okay, and at different heights. Different heights. Then we had some barrels put out there. We built a tank of some mini, some tiny, some micro tank traps. Yeah. We need to build some new ones out there, some big ones. What's uh, not? We built some big ones. Yeah, we're we need some full, full on eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to build some full on eight footers. Um, you come to shoot at my range, and I'm going to put you in some. We're going to have some funky shit yeah, out man, there. Some uncomfortable positions. We we don't right now. We don't have the distance except for the one range. We got a thousand. And, um, and y'all can and and y'all as audience can kind of let David know. Um, right now, I've got I could make two stages out to some distance, but most of my stage well, right now, the furthest I got is going to be out to like four fifty. But other, I can, other than the thousand yard, yeah. Set, but I lane. can make eight stages out to four fifty um, and do different props. If somebody, if y'all are interested in doing that. We could go ahead and put together a one-day match sometime in the next month or two. Um, and you're only going to shoot out to that far. Right. So it'd be, what so, I've said, I mean, is it also for like 223 trainers? Yeah. 308 or trainers? Shoot your big gun and we'll make the target smaller. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If you come out of Pack Tullus Precision, expect funky-ass positions and micro-fucking targets. That's going to happen because we don't have we don't have the distance right now to add in that. Oh, and not to mention we're in East North fucking as far east as you can get this battle. Oh, that's been getting wet, and there's no wind. No, there's yeah. there's absolutely no wind. No. Okay, you're barely ever holding off the plate. If that's a windy damn day, if you're holding off the plate an inch, so just going to be small targets, awkward positions time sensitive 90 seconds no I mean 90 seconds is definitely the maximum and uh, a lot a lot of movement that's what that's what we're going to have and I think that will be so much fun for the guys that want to have their shoot up their their me I, I don't know that I'll ever shoot a match out there and not have my 223 barrel screwed on because I think that'd be so much fun that's what I, mean, I probably that's what I mean or, or my 20 inch 308 barrel on my AI that'd be fun too yeah a little nimble, little shorty with a suppressor on there. That would be fun. You get the recoil, add, you added a recoil in. The matches don't mean nothing. You're not no. getting no title or anything. You know, you'll get a six pack of beer. And it's and not like we're going to make you shoot upside down, which that could, would be could fun. happen. Yeah. Could happen, but not. I mean, it's not going to be anything we haven't already tested to see. Is, is this functional? Can you actually shoot 10 shots in 90 seconds? And, and, I mean, it's all going to be tested. It's not going to be exaggerated stuff. Right, yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be, in my opinion, the ultimate train-up for a two-day match. A lot of fun. You know, and like I said, we'll have two, at least one, if not two, long-range stages. So, um, I mean, you got you got ranges on the East Coast that, like, the max you will shoot is 600 yards. 
Like I know up there in Maryland, you're not shooting past 600 yards. Long as the furthest target is 600, yeah. and they hold match. They hold the Mason Dixon Rifle Series up there. There every yep. every other uh, yep. match. So I mean, it's not like it's some unprecedented shit. Um, it's just you know the majority is going to be that that genre of shooting. And but another another fucking bitch that you got to deal with out there, Mirage. We were oh, talking about that. Gosh. We are talking about that this morning. You got to think about where we're at. We're in low land, low country. We are at sea level, but this particular range, there's a swamp in the middle of it. And so if there's been any precipitation at all in the recent time frame, when it's hot, now in the wintertime, not that bad. You know, you're going to worry about that much. Well, when it's warm, it's pulling all of that moisture out of the ground and a 450-yard target is fucking moving. You know, it reminds me of that scene in Jarhead, the movie, uh, when uh, they're looking out in the desert and they're trying to figure out what the hell those five things are coming up. And yeah. They yeah. finally get there and it's guys walking next to their camels. And yeah. Like, yeah, the dudes, yeah, that, the dudes are the camels. That's it. I mean... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bad. So, I mean, you're talking about shooting 10 to 12 power to get a clear uh, target image. And it's, um, that, that, but mean, yeah, that's what this now eventually Pactola's precision is going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to change. This is its infancy stage right now. It's going to grow. You're going to knock down some more shit and we're going to build some more shit and it's going to be a legit, we're going to hold you know, serious matches, whether it be PRS or NRL or whatever we do. Um, you know, I'm friends with some cash money matches. Hey, that's been my baby. Let me tell you something. I'm going to put this out there in the street for everybody here. And Phil Vallejo can vouch for this. I had mentioned to him, you heard it here first, folks. I had mentioned to him and to you way before the Armageddon Cup, okay, about doing a match called the Money Shot. A little play on words with porno shit. The Money Shot match to where entry fees, this would be for top level shooters like the AG Cup guys. Buy-ins are gonna be more than what the AG Cup buy-in is, but the purse is gonna be fucking huge. I mean, 100, like, I don't want a penny of it. I want the, the money to go to the shooters. And hold something like that. I'm like, shit, if you got somebody, I mean, if you got a match that's holding, that's got a 10, 20, you know, $25,000 prize, you're going to pull a whole bunch of shooters from all over the country to come shoot it. Especially yeah. if it's held in somewhere like East North Carolina, where you got guys like Matt Brousseau and uh, fucking Tate Streeter, all these guys, Phil, all these, these top-level John Pinches that are used to shooting these god-awful fucking wins. And then... Like, hey, this match with this purse is held somewhere with absolutely no fucking wind at all. Hell, goddamn, yeah, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to get on the airplane. I'm going to fly to East North Carolina, and I'm going to shoot that match. Um, I mean, we had Dave Preston and, and John Pinch come to Frontline. Front, I mean, Frontline's a, a top-notch facility. Um, but, I mean, they came. That was just a normal PRS two-day. And, of course, you know, John and Dave wiped the fucking floor with everybody. Steve McCauley did really well, too, but... Um, you know, they did their thing. Um, but yeah, you get them somewhere there's no fucking wind at all with a lot of money in the line, you're going to have a big pool of killers coming yeah. on that roster. I'm going to tell you something about the ham, the match we're headed to right now. 
There's oh. some fucking killers on this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, the roster was stacked. It's I mean, stacked. It's, it's from all over. It's fucking stacked. Even more so than last year's stack. Um, and we had some fucking shooters here last year. Yeah. And Josh Bandy puts on a fucking hoot of a damn match. A time, it's so fun. We have live music, catered food. Fucking the beer will flow like wine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And we everybody almost knows everybody. It's so much fun. I can't wait. This weekend is going to be so much fun. My goal as far as shooting, and I've told you and CL both this, my goal is not to place anywhere. It's not about that. I want to shoot my best and feel that at the end of the day, fuck, wherever I, wherever I just shot, wherever I just landed, I fucking earned that shit. Whether that's 40th, 50th, or 80th, depending on the, the you know, if I feel like I shot well, I won. No matter where I landed, no matter, no, no matter where on Sunday afternoon where I'm on that leaderboard, if, if I feel like I deserved and I landed right where I, you know, I feel good about this, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I, I know the competition that's going to be there. So where I would feel good about the maybe upper part, mid-pack, maybe bottom quarter, bottom whatever, bottom third, this match may not be that because there's so many, there's so much talent coming to this match. It would be, I mean, it'd be ridiculous and, and non-realistic for me to then put myself thinking to be in those places but jeffrey here is a fucking killer i mean he's i love watching jeff shoot jeff is the most unassuming guy looking at him like thinking and then he goes and just lays down and fucking cleans that bitch and jeff is a fast shooter i'm fast too but i need to slow the fuck down jeff is just fast and it fucking works uh, uh i mean that uh- you if you aim in the right fucking target on the barricade, yeah. you might be going home with a fucking seven to thirty-five attacker yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you got to look at where I came from. I mean, I came from shooting three gun before I started shooting PRS. Sporting clays. I mean, three trap. gun matches. That 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 was the name of the game. Speed. Oh yeah. Speed and accuracy. I his, mean, his three gun pistol is fucking bad as shit too. It. it, it um, and it's. It's a hard transition shooting this when you know you need to use up all 90 seconds that you have. Now, keep in mind, folks, a lot of you people are not from the East Coast to where you're like, 90 seconds? Goddamn, that's fast. I have never, I don't know about you, I have never shot a match that was not 90 seconds. I've shot a match that we had two-minute time for us. Where was that? Uh, That was the Guardian at Woody's. Well, which Guardian was that? That was... 2018? 2018 and 2019. Not 2019. No, no, no. It's 2017, 2018. Well, I shot that match, and I don't remember it being two-minute part time. Two-minute part time. All right, okay, then I lied then, because I shot that match. And two minutes is like, oh, my God. I'm sitting there done. I got a minute left on the clock. Hey, I've got a video of me shooting it was it was right at a minute. Well, you remember that? It, he was like the RO, uh, Eric. Um, Eric Schreer? Yeah, Eric Schreer was, was RO, and he said, Hey, dude, you got time, man. You got, you got to slow down. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's played in my favor so a couple times in some of these matches where you get a win call, 
especially when you get some gusty wind like we typically have in North Carolina. It, yeah, it'd be it, one mile an hour, then go to like gust of six or yeah, whatever. I mean, and you're shooting out to eight, nine hundred yards, you get a wind call, you roll with it. Right. And, oh yeah. And I mean, I'm, I can pull the trigger fast enough that, it once I get that call, I'm just gonna roll. I mean, I, I think in on the same target, I'm I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent Like if like if you've got two shots and there's five targets, if you're on the seven or eight hundred yard target, you break that first one off and you see impact, fucking roll, roll with that second one, same wind call, everything. Yeah, uh, but I do have a tendency just to shoot everything fast. Right, right. That's that's my other point. I and I do too, and I need to slow the fuck down. Like you know, what I'm saying in the transition when I get to my next target is when I need to slow the hell down. Yeah. So that that's the that's where the take your time comes into play. So build your position and the better and the more times you build your positions, the better you'll get at it, the faster it will come when you're moving in your mind at a slower pace. You're still getting it done. You're building that position in a quicker amount well, of time. Well it goes back to target acquisition, finding that target fast and easy. Um, I tell you the biggest thing that helped that has helped me this year and I've well Last at least year. at one match. Yeah. Um, at front at the uh, February match at Frontline, I got my Kestrel HUD just in time to shoot that match. And that has a timer on it. And you go up to the line and I can reach over and hit the button, set it I got it set for uh, like eighty seven seconds just to give myself a, a couple seconds of reaction time and as soon as I hear the buzzer go off I hit the button and I can go up there and shoot and I mean it, it saved me on a couple stages where I lost track of time in my head and I looked down and I'm like alright I got 45 seconds left right I've only I've already fired four shots yeah I'm thinking about I getting got a timer plenty of time right I'm thinking about getting one of them cheap fucking sport timers that I'm just going to like play yeah, I mean, on I've, my rifle. I've got one of them I put on my wrist. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. And I uh, I didn't bring my Kestrel HUD this year this, to this match um, primarily because I'm waiting for them to do an update. I don't like the way they've got their target card set up in that just yet. Yeah. It needs to be some more needs to give some user ability to change things inside the target card. So I bought one of the E-Dopes Edo cards now that they are available for iOS for your iPhone users out there. Um, you, hear, you hear that, AB? You hear that applied ballistics? You get that fixed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love my Kestrel HUD. I like the fact that I don't have to have a, another device to transfer data like I do with an Edo card. But um, I think, I, and I've called, I've called Kestrel about it and told them. And they said they were going to add it to their list, and they've had other people say the same thing. Right. Um, they just you, their target card set up where you got like ten targets on the card, and if you're using five, you still got ten set up, and the font's real small. Right. The other five targets are are some kind of number there, and you got to go in there and make them all zeros so you're not reading. I know you'd be looking. At oh one, fuck! Dog, I'd be, be done. so fucked up. And see, back to the time thing. Like my goal is to, is you said you said you'll get lost and lose track of time, and oh, you yeah. want to look at that. Yeah. I I want to lose track of time because I I feel like I'm always in a hurry. I just want to just hey, I want to time out because I took my time. 
because at this juncture, if I that is my goal, I'll probably shoot it at the speed that I should shoot it at, right? So because I'm so like boom, boom, oh, oh, move, move or whatever, that kind of like tunnel vision and, and in a hurry, I, I want to slow down. My goal this weekend, I don't want to time out for the sake of timing out, but I want to time out because I was taking my time getting my hits. I want that. I want it to pay dividends. Yeah. I want it to to me to okay. I timed out with one or two left in my mag, but guess what? I got seven or eight hits because I slowed down, right? Well, instead know. of instead of having zero rounds in my mag with, you know, 30 seconds left on the clock, and I got five hits. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, you can't miss fast enough. Exactly. And, I, and that's the thing I've got to, I've got to remember that. And my, my goal, my pre-shot or pre-stage checklist is I've, other than the obvious of, hey, I make sure I've got my dope correct. I've got a full mag. I've got my first target. If it's multiple targets, I got my first target dialed on the parallax where I want it. If it's one target, I've got just the the dope dialed on. And then after that, it's I've, I've practiced so much in dry fire of building my natural point of aim, breathing, and pulling a slow uh, trigger squeeze, and then follow through i've done that so much that i feel like i've done pretty good at making that kind of burn that neuro pathway in there to where that's coming natural i don't have to think about that I, what i want to think about is things like slow down slow down where's your target is this the right target is this the right position think about those things the conscious things that you have to you have to have right to be able to well get hit so and, and all the things that should be that in the, the secondary, natural, in the back of your mind, minutia, the natural point of aim, the breathing cycle, the slow trigger squeeze, the follow through, watching your bullet, trying to find trace or watching the splash. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm to the point where that's all coming natural where I don't have to think about them now. And that's my goal. So, um, that I want to think about slow down. I mean, everybody has that time to where they like they've got a game plan, and I'm not. I don't want to use the whole thing about like Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan to get popped in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, right. But you you feel you found a place of zen until beep, and then all of a sudden, boom, retarded, duh, window licking. That's that's it, right? That's do away with that. I don't give a fuck about that timer. I have no timer. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting on my own time. I don't need a timer. I don't. Uh, the clock's not on me. That's what I need to think about. That's. I mean, that's obviously not true, but that's the mentality that I need and want to have, is so that that way I can. Oh, okay. Build this first position. I'm steady. See the wind. Boom. First shot. Where did that one go? Oh, perfect. Boom. Pull the next one. Next shot. The next position. Feel like I'm a natural point of aim, right? We got the reticle steady. I'm on the right target. Boom. You know, and just if I time out, I time out. That that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be with this weekend. And I feel like this is the first match that I've I'm gonna shoot to where that is what's at the forefront of my mind instead of you know, hit and move, hit and move, hit and move. So Bottom line, this match is going to be uh, awesome, and we're going to have fun no matter how we shoot. This is going to be a fun weekend. 
okay? I may not have fun shooting, but I'm going to have a fun weekend. That's, that's, I guess you can say that's two different things. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I think going in this weekend, my, my biggest goal is, uh, no major, like, mental screw-ups. Let's not go up there and burn the whole stage on the wrong target. Um, yeah, but you do that one stage. Most oh, probably. yeah, I mean... I did that on, like, six you stages. You drop ten targets on one stage, you're, you're, might as well just, you're fun shooting for the rest of the weekend. Right, yeah, you, you're I mean, right. it's hard to come back from that. It is very hard to come back. In any capacity. Especially when it's stacked like this, because yeah. two shots can make you a difference between 15th and, you know, 38th. Oh, two shots. Yeah. So that, that's the that's the, 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 the reality of what we're doing right now. The what we're with this match with with a, a roster stacked like this. So you know it's it. I, I, I for one have been so excited about this match in particular because of where it is, because who's putting it on, and who's going to be there. And, I mean, I, I'm having fun right now. I'm having fun. I've got my best friend in the truck. I, my, we're missing our other best friend. But I've got my best friend in the truck. We're drinking cold beers and frescas. And then we're going to an awesome range. Dinner's going to be awesome tonight. We're going to meet up with Eric and Alan and all the – probably Patty, if you're listening to this, Daniel Chatton, all well, of you guys. we're going to go to Hippies or something. Kyle, yeah, we'll go to – Kyle, we're you know, we're gonna have a good time. Brian Lewis, you're gonna be there. I mean, I, I'm so excited to see my friends that I only see at matches. So regardless if I win the damn thing, if I come dead last, I'm I'm with people that I'm only with at these types of events, these types of weekends. So I, it's gonna be a good weekend. So sitting here looking at my phone, I just got an update. Yeah, he just passed it over yeah, to me. Our, 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 our wonderful spineless governor that Piece we have of shit, Roy in Cooper. North Carolina. Pray to God he gets voted out in uh, November. He will. He just, just got just yeah. vetoed the, the bill going through the House. Um, the North Carolina trying House. Trying to let the uh, local bars and stuff open back up. It, but But no. It's too much of a risk for COVID nineteen. But you can have five thousand motherfuckers in the, in downtown riding. Raleigh yeah. or Charlotte to fuck people's shit up. Now, I look, yeah. we're gonna get on. I didn't expect to get on this topic, but I'm I'm glad we did. I haven't given you an update. I haven't had done a podcast since this shit got started. I gave you on the last podcast. I gave my thoughts on on what happened. Okay. Well, some other shit has come to light since then about uh, Floyd but it doesn't change my mind on on what the police should have done because when cuffs are on hands are off that's it no matter if this guy just got done shooting at police officers or whether this guy just jaywalked it doesn't matter when cuffs are on hands are off unless he's causing bodily harm to himself Right, okay. but you know what I'm saying, not a yeah. knee to the fucking neck, no, right? Yeah, that's no. fucking bullshit. That's uncomfortable. And not to mention, this asshole of a cop has had bukus upon bukus of complaints against him oh. in his fucking career. I yeah. mean, Grant, it come to find out that fucking Gregory Floyd was higher than fucking pterodactyl pussy on fentanyl and uh, whatever else. Uh, 
but it doesn't matter. You don't put your there's not but so much threat to of, to you as an officer that anybody can have when their hands are cuffed behind their back and on their fucking face. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if it's damn Mike Tyson. Like if but Mike Tyson's in cuffs, I'm I, I I'm good. The problem is, is the riots aren't even about that. Right. The protest, I am in one hundred protest because the words I'm saying are important. The protest, I am in absolute one hundred and ten percent support of. Absolutely. One hundred ten percent of the protest. Uh, last Saturday night in my little town of Greenville, me and my wife went to dinner. We were going to a restaurant downtown, some Mexican restaurant. And we drove past by the Greenville Police Department. And Greenville Police had the road that goes right in front of the... It's a one-way road. They had it blocked off for the protesters. Not against them, but for them. Hey, protest right here. We're going to keep you safe. That's right. And I was like, all right, cool. All right, right, Greenville, I hear you. Stand up. We went to dinner. We ate dinner. Well, the roads in... in, I guess it's considered uptown Greenville. But we call it downtown Greenville. The roads down there are all like one-way streets. And to get back home, I had to go down this other street that went right past on the other side of that road that they were protesting. Everybody was gone. You would have never known. There was no police there. You would have never known anything. Anybody was even down there an hour before that. I was like, Greenville, that's what's up. My people, that's what's up. That's how you protest. Because that's when shit already had gotten started in like Minnesota and Atlanta and shit like that. Fast forward to damn Sunday night, the very next night, in little Greenville, North Carolina, motherfuckers were lighting police cars on fire. They were breaking out windows of businesses. They were vandalizing the courthouse downtown. They had vandalized a a Silent Sam monument downtown. They had taken down light poles in front of the monument. They had gone completely fucking ham, like gone crazy. Like, I, if my in-laws had not been in town that night, I swear to fucking God, if my if I am lying, my, I'm fucking dying going to hell. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. If my in-laws had not been here, begged me to stay at home, I would. me and Major would have gone out of strapped up plate carrier, fucking my SBR with a damn binary trigger that's just as fast or faster than the M4. We would have gone down and Major would have got to fucking eat that night, son. I'm telling you. And not because, not for protesters. The first, especially skinny ass white motherfucker with a damn bandana around his face would have got fucking bit. Just fucking send it. It would have been just fucking send him. Because Major would have been fucking gone, son. Yeah. I mean, he'd have hit him like a pile of shit the going lo- 25 mile an hour. How, what, are, what are you accomplishing by looting from these people? Nothing. I mean, what are you accomplishing by ruining your own goddamn neighborhood? Where that's you the, live. That's the problem. A lot of these riders aren't even from there. Right. They're bringing their asses in by buses. But the people who there are allegedly, quote, on, I'm doing air quotes, quote, unquote, protesting or whatever, at rising up for are the ones they're fucking hurting. You've seen the yeah. videos of the, uh, the, the black gentleman down in Atlanta whose business was burnt to the ground. The mother, he's like a 65-year-old man in absolute tears and distraught about his business. He said, "I've my whole life I have built this and you have all taken it away from me. You say black lives matter. Supposedly fighting for black lives matter 
and yet you're destroying black lives. Look, it, it, here's the here's the realization that a lot of people that are probably listening to this either don't know or or don't care to believe. Okay, and I know this. And I'm probably gonna hurt some fucking feelings in this shit, but I don't give a god good goddamn. When Black Lives Matter first started, that was that was down in Ferguson. That's right. That's where BLM started, right? Now, that was before BLM was an organization. That was when BLM was a cry. It was a it was a okay. sign held. It was a motto. People got fucking butt hurt about that because no, all lives matter. Well, look. And I know this to be true. The Black Lives Matter chant, their cry, their decree, their motto, it was not only Black Lives Matter. It was saying, hey, Black Lives Matter too. Of course all lives matter, but we're saying Black Lives also matter. Hey, people who just feel like they're... Now, mind you, Ferguson was fucking bullshit. Michael Brown should have got smoke check just like he did because he was fighting a cop and trying to take his fucking gun not to go and do target practice with him but to fucking kill him okay let's get that out there but for the people who did before the 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 hell Eric Holder's fucking investigation was was closed before we knew the details they were saying hey black lives matter too we matter Along with you, we matter equal with you. That's what the but the BLM movement first was, and for a lot of people, that's what it still is. The problem is it got hijacked by a bunch of fucking, you know, black supremacist people in their organization. But the everyday black American who said, "Hey, Black Lives Matter," that's what they meant, okay? And I agree with that. So the be Black Lives Matter motto does not hurt me. It does not hurt my feelings or I don't disagree with it at all. Because that's what it's supposed to was. What it was originally. Well, that's what I feel like it means. The, I don't believe the, the the Black Lives Matters organization are anti-American. No. I, I, a their, lot of the shit that's getting preached right now in the protest is anti-American. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's getting hijacked. Yeah. It's, it's definitely getting hijacked. I mean, You're getting hijacked not from the likes of MLK people or supporters or stewards or followers. Not the likes of Malcolm X. Okay? Not not this people. No. The Louis Farrakhan followers are the ones that's getting hijacked by. Okay? Because let me tell you something. One of the most black, in my opinion, the most, the two, the two greatest leaders of black America have been MLK and Malcolm X. Malcolm X is not the bad person that he's painted to be in history books by some people. He's not. Yeah. Louis Farrakhan had his ass fucking smoked is what happened. Because he knew the real agenda. Because he knew the real deal and Louis Farrakhan wanted to hoodwink black America into following him in his line of thinking in his doctrine which is absolute motherfucking bullshit. If Louis Farrakhan was sitting beside me right now, I would choke him until he fucking shit himself. Fuck him. But Malcolm X was a true fucking American. It, my opinion, Malcolm X is a fucking hero. He really was. He told you. He told the black community, you know who you need to look out for is the fucking white liberal. The white liberal are the wolves in sheep's clothing. 
And he's fucking right. Because a white liberal is the real enemy of the state in this country. Still are. It still is. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really about to piss off a whole bunch of y'all right now. Trump getting on this whole fucking thing of activating active duty military. I'm a veteran. I know a ton of veterans. Obviously, a ton of active duty. Not a nair fucking one of them support this shit. Not a nair. We do not need to operate in any capacity unless it is to fight a foreign fighter or a foreign power. We do not need to be activated on, on fucking American soil. 100%. National Guard, what the fuck is the National Guard's for? This is exactly what the National Guard's for. Absolutely. But to go get a bunch of fucking pipe-hitting Marines, soldiers, out there, that's bullshit. That, Absolutely not. They weren't trained. They were not trained to fight Americans. No. God damn it. it, when, it when fucking, that, you want to get me fucking hot, dog. When, when that happens... You gonna see, you gonna see the blood running in the street. This is where an olive branch needs to be extended. The no, no, you know what? That's true, but that's not even what I'm gonna go go with. What I'm gonna go with, we got uh, we got 18 minutes for this recording gonna stop because it's got an hour and a half total. Okay. It's okay. We got we we wrap this shit up here in a minute. But you can't extend. Who, who are you gonna extend the olive branch to? At this point, the, the actual protesters, not the rioters. I mean, really? That's because that, that is who. Because there's. T- how many videos have you seen, Jeff, of fucking protesters out there sna- snatching shit away from these fucking assholes and saying, this is not the fucking way? John Bones Jones, let me tell you yeah. something. You get John Bones Jones walk up to you in the streets of Albuquerque and he tells you to give that fucking spray can to you, like that little pussy piece of shit did, you better give it to him, because he was right, he said, this is not the fucking way, because you say one other thing, John, the most scariest man on the planet right now, (laughs) this motherfucker will kill you, one hit, bare knuckle will fucking kill you, okay, that's what, this is the way it is, Uh, but he, John Bones Jones is right, but my opinion, what Trump should have said, and what every governor should say, every mayor should say, he said, you know what? This is one of the purposes of a Second Amendment. You business owners, you go in and you protect what is yours. Okay? You don't get full immunity, but if it is proven by anywhere close to proven that this was in defense of you and what is yours, you will not be prosecuted. You will not be indicted. You will not be arrested. When people come in to hurt you or your property, then every every state and every city in, in, in uh need to adopt the castle doctrine. Right then and there, your store, your property is your castle. You defend it. And then people like you and me in our places of work, I'd have been right in my fucking office. If there was anything I even thought would go into my, where my office is, believe me, I'd have been right there smoke-checking people on wholesale, son. Like, well, I mean, hell, if they're going to if they're not charging any of the damn other people for any kind of crimes, why should I get charged? Why should I get charged with defending what I have worked my entire life for, my my family has worked this entire life for? Because I can guarantee you, insurance ain't covering that shit. No. No. So, that is what needed to be the cry. Leave it to the people. The people are causing the problem. The people need to defend and, and, and solve the problem. Not the military. I'm not even going to say you send a bunch of fucking cops in there because of the cops is the reason why this whole thing got started. You don't send the cops in there cracking skulls. You know what? You and I 
the American populace need to go in and be doing a cracking skulls. Yeah. Okay? That's what it needs to be. Because that will end shit right there. Let me tell you something right now. One of my brothers, Ty Nero, up in up in New York, uh, he's, he lives in Staten Island. No, Long Island, excuse me. He's one of the best dog trainers I know. Okay? Him and his club up in New York. Now, you don't even know this. I'm telling, I'm telling you. Up in New York. They volunteered. And mind, these, this whole club is nothing but African Americans. Okay? One or two token white dudes. Like my club, I'm the only, I'm the token white dude up in Maryland. Uh, he's got a token white dude or two up in his. But these are all, almost basically all African Americans. They volunteered to go with their fucking working dogs and defend Saks Fifth Avenue in uh, New York, uh, York City, down in Manhattan. I got pictures. I can show you. I can post them. Of you've got seven dudes with absolute pipe hitter worth of dogs standing right there. I promise you, not their, their soul came that near that fucking building. No. That's what it needs. That's what it is. You and I to stand up to stomp this out. Not the protest, but the rioting. Stomp this shit out. I don't need another dude with a badge. I don't need a dude in a fucking uniform to do it. We need to, but we just also need to know that we are not going to be the patsies to get hung out the fucking dry when the shit goes sour, when the shit goes south, when we do what we have to do to defend ours and what's what's ours. So that's where the governors, that's where the the mayors, that's where the president has gone wrong in this. Well, you know our governor is not going to do it. My governor was down there acting like... Hell, he was running with him. He was right there with him with his mask off, acting like COVID-19 is just taking a break or some shit. But now when business owners want to get back to work and and provide for their families and the families of their employees that, oh, wait, no, you can't do this because we still got a pandemic going on. Yeah. Roy Cooper, if this ever gets to you, I have two salty, sweaty fucking nuts right now that you can dip in marinara sauce and fucking eat them tonight, you piece of shit, and you will fucking get evicted. You will get evicted. You will get notice in November. You will be gone, I promise you, because everybody that voted for you that owns anything will fucking vote against you. I don't give a shit who it is running against you. You will lose. You will be gone. So your days in fucking Raleigh are numbered, you piece of shit. Dan Forrest. Dan Forrest is the fucking man. I like Dan Forrest yeah. a lot. And who's the uh, who's the African uh, American? Uh, uh, he's from Greenville. Robertson. No, it was a guy or from Greenville. Ernest. Ernest um, shit. The guy from Greenville is running against him. He's trying to prim- trying to primary his ass. I was going to vote for him. Uh, I like the, the new guy that's running. Mm. Robertson. Yeah, I, f- I forgot his name. Yeah. It, you all you gotta do is look up uh, what was it African American gun rights Second Amendment rally. Yeah, check out check out that YouTube video. That dude, he he's gonna he don't even have to show up. He's gonna win. Yeah, you know dude, I mean? I'm telling you, Roy Cooper, go ahead and start packing your fucking shit. Pack all your goddamn dildos. Pack up your fucking Antifa handbook. Pack up all your fucking masks that you got that you obviously don't feel like wearing around your face when you're marching or whatever. Uh, just to get, you know, trying to gain a couple of fucking black votes. Um, go ahead. Go ahead and get packing. I'll send you fucking boxes. Because your days are fucking numbered. You're gone. So, I hope this is a... This is going to be an absolute awakening in November. 
across the states, across every state with every leftist governor, because they're all walking a party line right now. They're all walking. They're all doing the same. They're walking a party line. And they're, uh, uh, people, you're, all, a lot of states. Michigan? Oh, fucking shit. That fucking horse's cunt is gone. Yeah. She is gone. She may not live that long. If she gets caught somewhere around the wrong people, dude, yo, she might get fucking smoke checked. Because that bitch, oh my God. She's trying to go for fucking, she's trying to get that vice president bid for uh, Joe Biden, who's also going to fucking lose. Yeah, I mean, and it, not because Trump is so fucking awesome, but because fucking Biden is so goddamn bad. He is. Oh my God, he's so just. Look, I mean, I, disgusting. Look, I don't agree with everything Trump says, and half the time I think he should just not talk, and it would be a lot better. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Just stop talking. But I mean, hey, the economy's not been as good as it's been in well until forever. this shit. Well, even now it's coming back. Not for everybody. At the lowest was the best. It was at, yeah. it's still higher than it ever was under Obama. But exactly. Day one, November fucking tenth, fucking stock market shot up. Yeah, I mean we were we got down to what eighteen thousand five hundred points. It was never that that high during Obama. Dude, for every look, this is what kills me. Everybody that I know that hates Trump so bad, which everyone knows who listens to this podcast, I am not his biggest fucking fan. But I also can call a spade a spade, and when he does something good, I support it. Right. You cannot say that Trump is riding the heels of Obama's good economy. He rebuilt it, and he's and he's reaping the benefits. You tell me. Oh, so you're telling me that the day after the election, when he was announced that a stock market shot up, that that was organic, that that was basically simply because that was the day that Obama's policies took hold and it started going up. Suck my fucking dick. That is ridiculous to say. If you go back and look, just Google. 2000, November 9th or 10th, 2016, what the stock market was. Go back three days before that. What was it? Three days before that. Look, I don't know. I, I don't know either, but I'm saying, I, I remember, it shot the fuck up before Trump had even gone to Washington, before he even flew from Mar-a-Lago or New York to yeah. fucking D.C. His ass, the, the fucking stock market had gone up. And it's gone up ever since to records. It is the greatest economy that the world has ever seen in its history. Since we have been recording economies and had economies, it is the greatest in any country in the world, period. And And there's there's people that want to take that away. Well, they've already done that. I mean, they've done that. And then they want any recovery from that. They don't want to happen. No. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't want it to happen. They want the control over the people. They don't want the general public to be wealthy and have money. They want you to be reliant upon them to supply everything. Right. And so the, people don't realize that the stock market also runs a lot on things that have not happened yet. So it's it, all based it's on forecast. speculation. It's speculation, right? I'm a, I'm a big Rand, Ron and Rand Paul guy. I'm a big, I'm a libertarian. I, I, I you know, Trump is what he is. I, uh, believe me, he was the last person who I wanted to win the primary back in 2016, 2015, 2016. But he won it. And some of the people, some of the things, he, ideas he had, I'm, I, I, I'm for it. And I can say that. I've got I, I, balls enough to say, hey, that was a good move. That was the right move. That was the right thing to do. That was the right, believe it or not, right thing to say sometimes. Well, I liked him honestly because I thought he couldn't be balked. 
True. But he didn't give a shit. He wasn't a politician. He was a businessman. Right. And, and I'm so tired of the career politician. Well, you know, you look at right now, I just heard the other day that the number one, the number one, poly, or I should say topic that people are concerned about right now, what would you think it is? If you'd say of all the different topics of issues, what's the top issue right now for voters? What would you say it is? I got no clue. Just guess. Give, give a guess. What would you say? What, what are the typical ones? Healthcare. Yeah. Uh, Terrorism, security, economy. What do, what do you think it is? I'd probably go with healthcare. I mean, that's generally a, a pretty good topic. It's not. What's the top one right now? Political corruption. Political corruption. Political corruption is, is voters' number one topic and issue of concern. Okay. Well, where the fuck have they been the last 50 years? No fucking shit. I mean, name... Name one politician that hadn't took a, pocket, a side pocket. Or gotten absolutely filthy rich yeah. the day they get out of whatever I mean, office they're in. I'm not just president. Governors, senators, congressmen, hey, hey, lobbyists. You, <laughs> you think you think in eight years after, you think four more years from now, Trump's going to be working for a lobbyist? Fuck no, he's not. I mean, so, that, that's the problem. You're taking a service position, a public service position... You're making 100, 150 grand a year. 250 for president. Yeah. I thought it was half. Half me. Anyway, you don't walk out there eight years later with $8 million, $30 million in your checking account. And then blame it and then give the credit to your fucking piece of shit husband, like Nancy Pelosi said, her husband. Bullshit, Nancy. You can suck a fat donkey's cock. You ain't doing no, you're not that good of an investor. No, you can suck a fat baby's yeah, dick right you're taking now. Insider trading, uh, but but that's just not those the envelopes in the in the in the park that happen to be under the bench. I mean, yeah, we just but, had we just had one of ours in North Carolina get busted for that. Which one, Richard Burr? Yeah, insider trading. When this whole COVID, he was on the task force. The the first briefings before anything in the in the American news cycle was about COVID nineteen. When he was getting briefings on it, he emptied out all of his fucking stocks right before it fucking crashed. That's fucking dirty as shit. Yeah, it is. That's going to show you that... Sucks for him, because if he had just left it alone, it'd be right where it was. Right. Well, the problem is, is that the reason why they call it left and right wing is because the same goddamn bird. It's the same fucking bird. So they're they're all fucking dirty. I'm not sitting here. I'm not... No, absolutely not. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a fucking registered Republican. I just, it bothers me when you get someone up there, a person from this country that hates the country so much. Who wants to fundamentally change it into another country. Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi. I mean. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Oh, my God. Fucking Beto. Fuck, get Beto, dude. I mean. Fucking skateboarding Beto. If you don't like this, go somewhere else. Yeah. Go go ruin their country. Go get together Fund up some money. We'll sell you some land. Hey, you're good at fucking getting rich off of other people. Go to go go, fucking steal the resources and shit from other countries. Yeah. Just don't fuck with ours. You know why they ain't gonna go somewhere else? Because nowhere else is gonna tolerate it. I'm just gonna say this right now. Fucking our forefathers right now would be dropping bodies left and right, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And every one of them be wearing a suit and tie. Every one of them that be getting dropped would be in a suit and tie. Absolutely. Right now. With a fucking. American flag lapel pin 
working in D.C. They'd be fucking dropping bodies. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just, That's no threat to nobody for myself, but that's what they'd be doing right I'm getting, now. I'm getting like uh, acid reflux in here even discussing this topic. It's fucking pissing me off, dude. Yeah. Anyway, we're about to run out of time. I'm recording on the phone. Uh, we got a, 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 a hard stop at a minute. Oh, excuse me, an hour 30. I got two minutes left before it stops. So it's a good episode. I finally got, finally got my man, Jeff, that you've heard so much me talk about. Uh, you met him now. You gotta, we'll get CL on the next one that we do, a, a truck cast. I think it's like my second or third truck cast. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're shooting this weekend, fucking shoot straight, guys. Take your time. Slow down. Um, we'll, we'll, we might do another one on the way home. Yeah, we'll do, we'll a, do an after-action we'll report. After we'll do an after-action we'll report. why we didn't win and, and that one stage that kept us away from winning. Yeah, the one stage. Yeah, the one the stage. The one stage. We would have had it if it wasn't for that one fucking If it wasn't for that one stage and, yeah, right. and, and that other stage. If it wasn't for that whole day, I might have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah it, that's going to be it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have a good time. We're going to party up tonight um, and uh, hopefully get some good sleep before tomorrow. That's the goal. Get some good food, good sleep, some good beer. And uh, my goal is to be a little bit buzzed tomorrow morning when we get started. Perfect. So anyway, appreciate you guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, T-shirts, um, I'm going to be doing another order on those here pretty soon because I've had a lot more people wanting T-shirts than I anticipated apparently. Uh, whatever's left of the t-shirts that don't get sold, if any, that don't get sold this weekend here at this match, they'll be going up. So if you've said, Hey, I want one, that doesn't really count. Um, I'm going to put it up live. Hey, who wants what? It'll be the first ones to mention then. And then, and then I'll get them sold to you guys. So anyway, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. Have a good weekend.